welcome back to Lessons of the Six-Figure Woman podcast. I am one of your hosts, NG. And I'm your other host, NG. I'm just kidding. GG. <laughs> All right. I hope you enjoyed that, Chi-Chi, that you got to kick out of that. <laughs> I did. <laughs> we are back again. We come back every Thursday with a new episode. Um, and today like every other episode, Mm -hmm. we are talking about an interesting topic. Um, So today we're kind of talking about this whole concept of sacrifice and relationships, Mm -hmm. but I specifically want to start off with this um, saying that I'm sure everyone has heard and it's happy wife, happy life, right? Mm -hmm. It's like the age old saying that people tell men when they get married, like happy wife, happy wife, dude. (laughs) but I want to talk about it. Like is what, first of all, what does that even mean? Like what does happy wife, happy life mean? Because I feel like everyone has a different interpretation of that and everyone has a different feeling about whether or not it's valid or not. Right. Right. You know, my idea of it is like peace in your household, right? So Mm -hmm. like when your wife is happy, there's peace in the household. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm not married. I'm not a wife. So what is it to you being an actual wife? What What is that? What does this mean to you? I mean, I think like, okay, so this whole topic came up because I saw a TikTok of a guy explaining this whole happy wife, happy life concept. Mm-hmm. So before I saw that TikTok, I kind of felt like, um, do I agree with happy wife, happy life? Maybe, but not really. I didn't, I don't really mm. feel like, you know, in order for your life to be happy, your your the man's sole role is to make his wife happy. Right. I don't believe in that, but I do want to share with you guys um, this this particular TikToker's stance on the entire on this whole concept because I think it's interesting and it's a different perspective than what I think some people interpret this particular saying to mean. Yeah. So I mean, I guess I should just play it, right? Like it's better yeah. to just play it than try to explain yeah. it. Yeah. So let's give go me and a play second. It. Here's the real meaning of happy wife, happy life. As a husband, you want to follow this. You don't really appreciate the depth of that statement. Happy wife, happy life sounds like the man needs to be submissive or to give up power. I do everything my wife asks me to do. One, I love to make her happy. But two, on a more selfish note, when my wife is happy, my life is way better. It's way happier. When my wife is feeling good, she does things for me that I didn't even know I needed. She makes my life easy, convenient, and pleasant so guys who get sucked into the silly power struggle about what about me what about my happiness you don't need to worry about your happiness because if you do your job right your wife will bring a level of happiness you didn't know existed it's the real meaning of the phrase happy wife happy life when you do for your wife she will do for you tenfold don't allow yourself to get bamboozled don't get sucked into a power struggle when you give you shall receive here's the okay so Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. I kind of, I was, when I heard it, I was kind of like, yeah, <laughs> I agree. You know, and you know, it makes sense, but I can't help but always flip it because I'm like, okay, why isn't the same true of happy husband, happy life? Like, I can't help but go there. I, I have to, I have to flip it. And you see, that makes sense to me to flip it, right? But the mm-hmm. reason I think that it's not is because women tend to be 
in a way, women tend to be the nurturers, the, like, I feel like a lot of times in relationships, women set the tone, right? So like right. when, when I'm having a bad day or like my attitude is off, my husband can kind of sense that. And mm-hmm. he's like, okay, let me just keep six feet. Like, let me give her some space. COVID protocols. <laughs> yes. So I feel like because, you know, women are, um, our role, you know, based on what society says and just in general, tends to be like to keep the home, right? Mm-hmm. To set the tone for the home. So when a woman is happy or fulfilled, I like the word fulfilled better than happy. Right. Because happy is right. fleeting. But I think what this particular um, content creator was saying is that when a woman mm-hmm. is fulfilled, meaning that you are filling her love tank, you are catering to her, you are treating her like you're like a wife, like a queen, mm-hmm. then she has her tank is full. And so now she can pour out onto you. But if we flip it and say, like, OK, when a mm-hmm. man is full, I don't know. I don't I don't I think when when men are filled up. I don't necessarily think that they don't they're, pour it into. Yeah, their default is not necessarily poured into you. It may be to pour it yeah. into work, pour it into mm-hmm. the gym, pour it into whatever. But I don't necessarily feel like it's to pour it back into his wife. Some men do, right? But I don't think that that's like the overall default for men. So I think that's why when you flip it, it doesn't work as well. And I a hundred percent agree with you. But like, let's just take a moment and talk about that. Why? Like, why wouldn't? And again, I completely agree. Happy wife, happy life, right? I mean, like you said perfectly, if I'm full, right, I have a lot to give. And and naturally, I want to give that to my partner. You know what I mean? I want to spread that love out. But why can't we expect, because, you know, we talk about the submission topic and, you know, gender roles, right? A woman kind of giving everything to her man right but why don't we get that back in return like it's a normal thing like we're talking about it right it makes sense we don't we can give everything to our man and not receive that back and that's acceptable Mm -hmm. but for a wife if you're getting everything from your husband it's like you know you all you want to do is kind of pour that back into him Mm -hmm. and it's like why is it so different Mm mm-hmm I don't know. I mean, I'm not a man. I would love to hear a, a man's perspective, um, but I don't know. I don't know why it's so different. Yeah. I feel like it has a lot to do with the way that we are all reared in society. Like, mm-hmm. as a man, like, your role is to be a provider and, you know, to be strong and to be, you know, to bring food to the table. And so mm-hmm. I think a lot of times men get wrapped up in that provider role. And so they feel like, so far as I'm bringing food to the table, I don't need to, there's not much more that's required. You know, maybe right. once in a while I can go above and beyond and bring flowers home or, you know, plan a date. But for the most part, I'm fulfilling my role. So, right. you know, <laughs> so I don't know. I think that's where it probably stems from. Yeah. But yeah, um, I don't know. But either way, I still feel like, there's the statement is still problematic, right? Because right. I don't think that, and I'm going to come after the women a little bit. I'm going to come after us a little bit. Here. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I don't necessarily think that some women interpret it as the way that this creator said it, where we're like, okay, I just want, I need to be fulfilled, fulfilled. And mm-hmm. when I'm fulfilled, I'm going to go above and beyond. Like I'm going to do things. My husband wouldn't even 
think he needed. Like, I'm going to anticipate right. his needs. I'm going to be there for him. I'm going to, you know, and not just not out of like, it's my obligation, but just naturally. Like, I just want right. to make your life good. You know, I don't right. necessarily think a lot of women equate the two, equate happy wife, happy life to meaning that. I think a lot right. of times when women hear happy wife, happy, happy wife, happy life, they do feel like it means you need to agree with me or you need to let me have my way. You need right. to um, buy me things. You need to cater to me. What I, what I want takes precedence. It's about me. I'm the queen here. You know, you need to treat me like a queen, but it doesn't necessarily translate into, okay, now it's going to be reciprocated. And so right. I think that's where it can be dangerous when you feel like, mm-hmm. well, I deserve it because happy wife, happy life. Like I'm always right. right. You know, all of those things I think are definitely toxic and problematic. So if you're, if your understanding of the statement is that, that, oh, you're going to always be right. And what you want is first and all, then no, I don't agree with that at all. Cause yeah. that's, that doesn't lead to a happy life for everyone in the relationship. It leads to a happy life for you, I guess, as the woman. Right. You know, it's like one of those things where I kind of equate it to that whole my way or a highway or the highway kind of Mm -hmm. thing. When I hear happy wife, happy life, that's how I like my way or the highway is like the male version of happy wife, happy life, Mm -hmm. at least for what people are taking that definition as. Right. Mm -hmm. Like the the way I see happy wife, happy life, like if I try to compare it to me being single. Right. It's kind of like when I the way that I interpret happy wife, happy life is, for example, when my house is clean and I've caught up with all of like the work I needed to do, right? There's a, there's a satisfaction. I feel full to where I may, might as well go put on some jogging clothes and go take a jog. You know, Mm -hmm. I might as well like keep the momentum going since I'm having such a great day and I feel so full and comforted. And so like in a relationship that translates like, okay, I'm happy in the sense that I'm not struggling with you. Like we don't, you know, you're giving me the things I need like emotionally. And because I'm full emotionally, like there are things that I'm going to want to do that are just by happenstance going to benefit you. Mm -hmm. So like I'm a happy wife, I'm a happy camper. So, you know, I I might decide to clean the whole house and, and meal prep for the whole week because I'm having a good day. You know what I mean? Like, and by default you benefit, you know, you benefit you know, because you're getting all these meals, you have a clean home to come home to. Like, it's all good. Like, that's the way I see it. Now, you put me in a stressful state of mind and, you know, we're, we're constantly battling or we have issues. Like, no, I'm, I'm not going to be in a great mental space to take care of myself the way I want to take care of myself, let alone taking care of you. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I exactly. That's exactly how mm-hmm. I feel. I feel like that makes perfect sense. Um, Mm -hmm. I do think that I just feel like in general, your Mm -hmm. spouse being responsible for your happiness, um, even for your fulfillment in some, in some cases is problematic Mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm thinking about it and I'm like, okay, well, if, if I'm the, as the woman, if I'm the one receiving all of the good things and you're filling up my love tank, I'm Mm -hmm. benefiting from that. And then as a result, you benefit, but it's a lot of responsibility to put on somebody to fill up someone's love tank to be, I mean, you should, I think husbands and wives do have that responsibility, but Mm -hmm. if that's the only way that they're going to benefit from the happy life, part of it is for them to first put in, in order to get something reciprocated out, that can be, that's a lot of responsibility and it's problematic because 
just like we go through our own ebbs and flows of, you know, emotional mm-hmm. stability, work stress, life stress, all of that. So do they. So I don't know. Right. There's going to be seasons where your husband is not like, you know, on his A game. And if that mm-hmm. is what is feeling is the only fuel that goes in in order for something to come out. <laughs> It's a little bit He's got a problem. Yeah. You're you're right. And you know, I used to have this issue. <laughs> I used to have this issue before, which I, I shouldn't call it an issue because it's human nature, right? But it's hard when you say like, okay, relying not necessarily relying on your partner, but your partner's filling you up, you know, you're kind of dependent on what he does to make you happy. Mm-hmm. But how I guess it's like how do you separate the two, right? Because Hmm, how do I put it? Like, in a simplistic terms, right? Let's say your husband's just having a bad day, right? He's just having a bad day mm-hmm. and he's not, you know, he's not in the best mood. How does, how do you keep that from not impacting your own mood? Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's where it's so hard to be like, as much as I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I'm happy on my own, but yeah, I can absolutely see my husband ruining my day. Not, I don't want to say ruining my day, but like bringing my mood down because he's having a rough time. Mm-hmm. You know, like how do you separate the two? I don't, th- I don't think it's necessarily has to be right. I feel mm-hmm. like when you're in a committed relationship, even if it's not marriage, just like a committed relationship, your partner is emotionally responsible for you and you yeah. are emotionally responsible for him. So mm-hmm. if I'm having an attitude for something that's totally does not have anything to do with my husband and I bring that home, I'm dis- I'm making that choice. Like I'm yeah. I know that my emotions right now, my attitude is going to affect him. And I'm just right. oh, I'm just deciding I'm okay with that because I can't, you know, right now I'm not about to, you know, whatever. I'm in my feelings, whatever. Right. So I don't necessarily think you can separate the two. Like if you're having a bad day, it's going to probably impact right. your husband's bad, your husband's or your relationship partner's bad day. It just, right. it is what it is. Um, but at the same time, I think that you can't expect that a one-off is the same, is like, okay, mm. today he's having a bad day and he didn't do the things that I expect him to do. Mm-hmm. You can't equate that to, okay, so now I'm just not having, like, you're not fulfilling. Like, you're not yeah. in the love tank. No, it's like, okay. Yeah. Everyone's entitled to a bad day, a bad week. I don't know. But if it's a pattern of, like, I'm unfulfilled in this relationship, I think that that's totally different. But, yeah, yeah. no, you can't se- I don't think you can separate it if you're truly in a close, like, our lives affect each other type of relationship. Mm-hmm. So then who do you think should should give first so if we're talking you know someone's got to fill up somebody's tank first what are your thoughts on you know who should do that first that is to lead the way (laughs) i i don't know i don't know i don't i don't know i mean i feel like in every relationship it's obviously going to be different um Mm -hmm. i guess when it comes to you're not, if we're talking about happy wife, we're talking about marriage. Right. So I don't know. I don't know who's going to be first. Like, I mean, it's a great question because, yeah. you know, obviously men, I'm, I'm going to speak for them right now, but I'm assuming that they feel like, okay, if I'm not getting what I need, why should I give you what you need? Right. And the right. same goes for us. If I'm not getting what I need, then why should I give you what you need? Um, right. 
So I don't know. Even in my own relationship, I can't think of who came. Nobody came first. Like, I don't know who came it, first. And, you know, like, when you think about it, it's kind of like, I can see why the saying is happy wife, happy life, instead of happy husband, happy life. Because really, okay, the archetypical man, let's just, I'm, I'm generalizing here. You know, men say they don't need much, right? Mm-hmm. You know, feed me, have sex with me, you know, be nice to me. You know, let, you know if we just were wrap it up and put it in a nice little bow that's that's their needs and women we are emotional we do need that emotional attention we like the little things you know we are very in tune with our you know love languages and you know so we 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 ask for a different type we ask for different things mm-hmm. and so i think it's easy for us to give men what they want because it's like it's already sitting there on a platter you know like it's that's easy it's easy you know it's easy to do all those things but men have to think a little bit harder and they have to work a little bit at, you know, filling us up because we're asking for something that they don't necessarily, it's not natural necessarily for them to do, mm-hmm. you know? So, so I guess I can see why, you know, it's sort of the man's responsibility, you know, to give us that sort of emotional stuff, right. To fill us up. And when we're emotionally filled, Yeah, you get a whole different type of, we were talking about it the other day about just like, well, you know, we were talking about a couple things, but one of the things we were talking about is how I'm really very uh, confirmed, (laughs) I'm not using the right language, but I am very much like, I do want someone who's going to take care of me or who wants to take care of me, who cares, you know, ask me if I ate, you know, who, if, you know, if they know I had a bad day, they're going to come home with like, you know, a game or something silly to kind of brighten the mood. Like just someone who, you know, I guess it would be putting my emotions first. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if that's even realistic to say as a woman that I want that from a man, but it goes into happy wife, happy life for me because I I need those things to feel like emotionally secure and to be the best version of myself. And and when you get the best version of me, you know, it's time it's a, it's an upgrade lifestyle for you. You know, when, when I'm when I'm in rare form, like you know, your life is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, let's talk about that, right? I like that you brought in the single side of it and how this is what you are wanting from a partner in order Uh to feel like he's somebody worth, you know, creating a relationship with. Um, Right. So, I mean, I guess how would he know what it means to cater to you or to anticipate your needs? How would he know that? I would definitely have to teach him, right? I would definitely, you always have to teach your partner who you are. Um, it's a matter of whether they are like flexible enough to bend that way, mm-hmm. you know? Um, again, you know, I, I don't know if it's Nigerian. I don't know if it's, you know, a different race. I don't know who it is that I'm going to end up with. But like, if right now, you know, my, my interests are Nigerian men, like, I don't know if there's a Nigerian man out there that's like, you know, yeah, no, let me, let me give you all the emotional support and all that, all that good stuff you need. Like, I'm telling you, the quickest way to my heart is if, you know, I, I suffer from 24 hour, seven, seven day a week allergies, right? So like, if I'm like, oh, you know, my allergies are acting up. If you come to my door with, with Benadryl tea and, and freaking snacks, 
oh my god you have me for life because that's just the sweetest most thoughtful thing and it just makes me feel like you know somebody out there just cares about my well-being you know what I mean but to expect that this isn't a once in a while deal like to expect that level of attention you know is that crazy especially being a woman (laughs) and then thinking from a Nigerian male standpoint like does is you know do they exist like that you know and again it's not to say that i mean i don't know if i'd be knocking at your door with some remedies if you had an allergy attack but i know that i want someone who cares about me that deeply that they would mm-hmm. i don't know if it's a nigerian I, obviously i don't i don't think that it's a uh a stereotypical Nigerian characteristic to be mm-hmm. super cater to my wife, cater to my woman type. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not impossible to teach someone. I think you said the right thing, right. which is that you just need somebody who's flexible and open-minded. Right? right. So I don't, I mean, I don't know if m- most men are catered to you. I think that that, cause when we see that in a, in a man mm-hmm. where most of us women are like, Oh my God, like we're surprised. Yeah. It's not yeah. like we're like, yeah, that's expected. We're like, wow, she's so lucky. Like, how did you get a man like that? So I don't think it's, I think across the board, most men are not catered to my woman because that's not what they're taught to do. That's not what society expects yeah. of them. But I do think that it takes you as a single woman being willing mm-hmm. to stick through it to get to that point. Like you're definitely right. not going to meet a man on day one. Who's like, Oh wow. You're having an allergy attack. I know the the perfect thing. For no. Like, that's oh, I met them. Really? I met them. They, oh God, but they're not, <laughs> they're not, uh, you met them where, uh, when, who, they're, they're, why aren't you Basically. Them? Oh, here's, here's what I mean by that. Um, the ones that do it hot and heavy in the beginning, you know, they're playing a game. So that's what I mean by I've met them. Okay, they're the, so they're they, the over, over. <laughs> Gigi, they don't count. They're not in the trash. Okay, okay. Okay. They're not okay, part okay, of the okay, conversation. Okay. You're correct. You're absolutely correct. They, they are in the trash can. Yeah. You know, you're right. You're right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that is kind of, you know, obviously you have to kind of show somebody how you want to be treated. Because you're just, otherwise you're just going off of their life experience and hoping that they know how to treat you based on, you know, and that's just, they're flying blind. You know, you gotta, you gotta show them. But at the same time, it's like, you know, again, we talk about just high earning women and how these men are kind of programmed to think, okay, you know, well, I provide money or I make a lot of money. You know, well, here's a perfect example of what I'm talking about where like, I'm not, I don't need your money, but like, you don't you don't have to give me money or support me financially to feel like you're taking care of me. These are the things that I need to feel taken care of. You know, even if you, you know, freaking door dashed medication to me or something like that's how, that's what I feel like I'm being taken care of. Like, you know, and so it's sort of that I'm just asking you to take care of me and support me in a different way, you know? And, it's just annoying because it's like, I know most of these men are just there. They are built to say, Hey, you know, I make a lot of money or, you know, I can support you financially, but it's like, I don't want that. And I'm looking for something that I, a lot of men don't naturally know how to give. And it's something that I'll have to like really work with whoever it is that maybe I, I click with, you know, that this is really what I, this is really what I want. This is really what I need from a man. Like I don't need any of this other stuff, Yeah, you know? 
you know, I'm glad um, that you're, you said that you would have to work on it. And I hope mm -hmm. that you'll remember that because yeah. <laughs> sometimes I do feel like, you know, talking to you, um, mm -hmm. and I'm sure this is like normal for other single women. And this is probably how I was too. It's, it's something like we kind of want it instantly, like Amazon right. two day shipping kind of instant. Like mm -hmm. we don't want to work at it. Like what if I told you that, oh, that thing you're asking for that catered to you kind of thing, it could take this man a year to learn that. Right. Like, are right. you going to stick through it for a year if you don't have it like right up front? If other, if everything else mm -hmm. is okay, like you go, you guys have a good relationship, you click well, you understand each other, but that cater to you part, or mm -hmm. for some women, it's that, um, physical touch part or the right. affection, showing that affection that mm -hmm. I need. If it's not there and I tell you like for him to learn that it's going to take him 12 months, at least yeah. 12, 12 months to two years. Are you going to stick through it or are you just going to be like, oh, he's not able. I'm not willing. I'm out. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is I am definitely willing to stick through it if like every you said, everything else makes sense. Right. Like it, it this this is something that as you get to know each other, you start to learn, OK, what what is it that she really likes, right? And vice versa. I learn what is it that he really likes. I think it's an overtime kind of thing. You know, I think there are some factors that need to be there in the beginning, right? Obviously, you know, reliability and all of these other things that are just like, you you know, you got to be able to pick up the phone and, and those kind of things that I need in the beginning to show that you're consistent and I can actually rely on you. But as far as the, you know, the way I prefer to be taken care of, I can be patient on that, especially if, you know, it's a good person and, and we have a good relationship. Now, if if there's nothing good about the relationship except for if he learns how to do these things, then I probably wouldn't stick it out because I just I don't have a reason to stick with you. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, give me a reason to 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 stick by you, and and we can see. But um, yeah, I, I'm I'm fully prepared, and this is. When I was younger, absolutely not. I, I was really expecting perfection from the beginning and um, even even just up until a few years ago. But, you know, now I think I have enough people around me. I've seen enough and I know enough to know that, like, you know, you are going to have to work for what you want. Yes. Like, you're going to have to work for what you want. And that's fine. So now it's just a matter of meeting somebody who's worth, you know, beginning that journey and putting in that work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that a lot of times, right. Especially us women, we tend to be of the mindset of like, no, like you deserve a man that's going to cater mm -hmm. to you. You deserve a man that's going to give you X, Y, and Z. Like, don't settle for that. Don't, you know, we, a lot of right. times push that kind of narrative onto our friends. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, when I think about my own relationship, right. Cause a mm -hmm. lot of times the advice that I give or the whatever, whatever I give to other women that ask me is mm -hmm. from my own relationship. And when I think about it, I'm like, well, wait a minute. I didn't have everything I wanted. So why mm -hmm. am I, why would I tell a woman that, oh yeah, no, you should expect to get that. Like it's, it's right. been two months. Why hasn't he learned how to do that yet? You've told right. him before that you want him to, you know, cater to you in this way. Why hasn't he learned how to do that? Mm -hmm. And I know full well that that's just not how it goes for everyone. Some yeah. men will get it like, boom, you tell them once, boom, they, they're doing it you know, mm -hmm. tomorrow. And a lot of men won't, but that's not a reason to give up, right? It's not a reason to get frustrated and just be like, throw it all away. 
But right. as you're here saying, like, you know, if everything else is okay, but he doesn't have this one piece, I would be willing to wait on it. Sometimes mm-hmm. that one piece seems so big that it overshadows that everything else is actually okay. Like this is actually a, a good guy. He's just missing this little piece <laughs> that could be learned. And you then are just like, I'm done with it. Like I'm ready to walk away. He's not worth it. He's not good mm-hmm. enough. And then you have your friend over here telling you, yeah, girl, you deserve better. Walk away. Don't stand for that. And it's like, no, baby, if you go back <sighs> out there, you're going to find that it's even worse. I know it's bad. <laughs> it's like, bad just come talk there. to me. Send them, send them my way. I'll, I'll let them know. <laughs> but it's yeah. like, you're, you're right on that. It's, it is so critical to have level-headed friends whose advice makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, it really, really is because you're kind of flying blind. Like, I know for a fact, especially when I get into a relationship, um, especially at this age, I am flying blind. It is the blind probably leading the blind or the dumb, whoever, whoever it is. <laughs> like, like, it's the blind leading the blind here. And so it's going to be critical for me to have like somebody just to be like, hey, like, what are your thoughts here? Like, I'm 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 inclined to scrap this whole thing and keep it pushing, you know, because it's easier. It's very easy. This is one of the things I learned in therapy, too, was for me, it was very easy for me to throw the whole thing away than to confront and communicate, you know, and I always thought of myself as not someone who's confrontational, but I'm not afraid of conflict. I always thought of myself that way. Mm -hmm. But the more and more I dig into myself, I am not, I do not like confrontation. Mm -hmm. You know, it is not my thing, especially with people that I love. Like it is the last resort for me to, to confront people. And so I realized that this whole baseline personality I had with men, I, I had this reputation of being just super cutthroat with people like that was just a way to cover up the fact that I was terrified of communicating. I was terrified of confronting a situation that I'm not happy with. And I didn't want to communicate my feelings, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And so like, I am fully prepared now to know that like, okay, you can't just scrap the whole thing. You've got to communicate, but that, you know, I've learned, I, I have to put that. I think it was Chi Chi, uh, from the Regal Woman Project who put it was like you have to put that muscle you have to actually work that muscle mm-hmm. so while I know okay I, I, I know that I need to be communicating and I can't just throw something away because I don't want to confront it I know that I'm going to be inclined to want to throw it away because I haven't had a chance to exercise that muscle yet of like let me communicate why I'm having issues with you you know yeah. um, so I just won't know how good I how 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 far I've come until I reach that point with somebody and I say, okay, we're here. Do I run or do I communicate it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We will definitely have to see. I mean, I think for sure, like, obviously I think you've definitely grown. And um, I think you, sometimes when you say things, it actually Mm -hmm. comes back to me and I'm like, oh yeah, I need to remember that because the other day, like I was being a, <laughs> a B I T C H to my husband. So as you're talking, I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> hmm. I need to revisit that one. <laughs> right. Um, I, but yeah, go ahead. 
I was going to just say, like, I know men really appreciate it. doesn't matter how long it's passed. I know men really appreciate when you do come back and say, hey, you know, I was thinking about this this one thing you know like it doesn't matter how much time has passed i think for you to just bring in like hey i thought about this and i know it's like forever ago but here are my thoughts i think they really appreciate that yeah definitely um so yeah i mean as we're talking about this whole happy wife happy life it really Mm -hmm. boils down to like we said before sacrifice so I, i you kind of brought up this topic that's you know different but also related um mm-hmm. and it kind of centers around career sacrifice. So, yeah. Yeah, I I just thought it was interesting just just kind of following just this little gossip about um Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchin or Bunchin Giselle. So, Tom Brady is obviously the quarterback for blah 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 blah. He's the best athlete in the history of the universe. Whatever. And Giselle is a supermodel, right? So they're both very financially well off. So there, there are some some conversations around people, you know, it seems like Giselle really wants Tom to kind of retire and go ahead and focus on the kids. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, you know, I don't know. I think maybe they've been married for like 15 years or something like that. So, you know, for her, it's been like, okay, it's been 15 years of sacrifice, right? You know, where they have three kids. So I'm, you know, I've been the primary caregiver for these kids for how many years? Because football is life, right? Like, he's not raising these children. (laughs) He's not. He's, he's, he's way too busy. He's way too busy. So, you know, it, it brought up an interesting thought to me, because, you know, Giselle's like worth half a million, uh, half a billion. And I think uh, Tom Brady is, is there too. And it was like, you know, she sacrificed her career to be, you know, with her family and to be with her kids and, you know, let Tom do his thing. Right. But at this point, like, is it, is it worth it? Like he's still continuing to, to sacrifice his family for his career in a, time where they don't actually need the money like this is now something you want to do so I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts on that kind of situation and dig into like sacrificing for your partner especially when it comes Mm -hmm. to like career yeah I feel like in this particular situation right like Mm -hmm. to me I'm like okay come on dude just retire because (laughs) it's like first of all he retired and then he sounds like he's coming back so it's like, right. okay, you retired and now you're coming back. So if I was right. his wife, I'd be like, we're not, what we're not going to do is yo-yo. Like, you retired, mm-hmm. you're out. Like, let's come on, right. the kids. The kids. Right. Because, I mean, he does still have young children in the house. And yeah, it would be nice for them to have their dad around. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess bringing it to more of a real-world situation, right, where mm-hmm. you two are basically making good money and one mm-hmm. partner wants to, like, do something in order to progress the career or make a lot more money that right. is not really necessary, but it's also going to take a lot of their attention and focus mm-hmm. for me. It's tough, right? Like I don't ever want to be that spouse. That's like stepping on your dreams or trying to yank mm-hmm. you back down. Um, but I think when it does come to kids being involved, you really have to look at it. Right. Cause you can say right. like, okay, you know, it's just another couple of years, like let him just do, you know, another couple of years mm-hmm. and then he'll come back to the family. 
But I mean, in those couple years, the kids are still there. It's not like they pause. You can't hit pause on your kids. They're still there. They still are progressing. There's still things happening in their lives that you're not able to have your attention and focus on. So when it's not a necessary move or it's not something that benefits the family, it really just benefits you. You have mm-hmm. to look at it. Like, you really have to look at it and be like, come on, this is right. We've been kind of on your boat, on your train for years now. You're, our lives have revolved around you for years. Mm-hmm. So, at what point did we take the focus off of you and put it back on us or back on the family? Right. So, right. It's, it's a really interesting, you know, dilemma, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's funny because, like, just this whole um, topic made me think about even when I was younger. Um, my dad, I think, you know, we moved to a new state and the first kind of, I want to say two and a half years, he was traveling like 90% of the time. So, and, and my brother and I were young, I think I was in first grade and he was still in preschool. So we were, we were kids like, and it was just my mom. So, you know, it, not only are you trying to raise two young children, like who are in school and you're working too, but you know, now your husband's traveling most of the time. Like, that was a lot of sacrifice, like, my my mom, like, or my dad made, I guess. But, like, that's that's why I wanted to bring this up, because did my dad make a sacrifice? Because here's the thing. In this situation, I would say, hmm, maybe, maybe he needed to make that move, right? In order for us to be comfortable. Um, no, let me back up. I'm going to take that back. He wanted to make that move. Mm-hmm. He wanted to accelerate his career quickly. And he knew that if he took this particular position at this company, because he was offered a different position within the same company. Mm-hmm. So he knew if he took that position, it would give him the experience that would accelerate his career. Right. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't necessary. He already had a job that didn't require him to travel. So it wasn't necessary. And my mom was working too. Mm-hmm. So did those two and a half years he missed, maybe I went from being six to eight, right? Was that more important than him setting up his career in a space where now he's able to, he was comfortably able to take care of things that maybe we couldn't afford before? You know, like, Mm -hmm. sometimes you sit with that and you look at it, you have to think about it from a logical standpoint. And sometimes it seems screwed up. Like, you know, my last time I saw my kid, she was five. She's eight now. But like we all are now my child can have, um, I don't know, financial security for the rest of their life. Right. Like, was that worth it? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, who's to say, right? I, I think no matter what we say, right, which I'm going to mm-hmm. give my opinion. But no matter mm-hmm. what I say, there's going to be somebody that fundamentally disagrees with me because your yeah. priorities are what lead your behavior. Whatever right. you prioritize, like somebody might say, well, financial stability and financial security is everything because mm-hmm. that could lead to maybe that's what set you guys up to have generational wealth. We don't know. Right. Um, right. And then somebody else can say, well, I mean, those are the fundamental years of a child's life. So maybe mm-hmm. him not being there has put trauma on you unknowingly that you're still dealing with at the age of 33. So it's like, it's, it's really difficult. But for me, right. Mm -hmm. I would, I don't, I don't have kids, but I don't think that I would be happy with my spouse taking a position that takes him away. Like you're Mm -hmm. not even here. It's not like, Oh, Mm -hmm. you know, you work late on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but 
Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, you're here. You're not even here. Right. You're out. You're out of town. So phone mm-hmm. calls, FaceTime, it's not the same. Like I'm here holding right. on the fort, and you're gone. And you took that position without it being a necessity. I would have right. probably have a big problem with that because I don't know. You can't get back time. You never can get back time. You can always make more money, and there's ways to make money that don't sacrifice mm-hmm. your time as much. But you cannot get back time. So. So let me pose, let me pose this question to you. I'm going to be devil's advocate and I'm going to be really realistic here. Okay. Cause you're a physician, right? So you, you, we, we know that you've, you, you know, you got the bag, right? What if this, (laughs) this thing, let's say this thing's going to take your husband away for two years. And when he comes back, you guys are a million. You guys are millionaires. He's made a million dollars. What are your thoughts then? So, okay, for me, and I know this probably mm-hmm. will sound stupid to a lot of people, but I'm mm-hmm. not driven by money. Like, you know, right. I, I do want my children to be set up and I do want to create generational wealth, which mm-hmm. I know that making a paycheck, making a higher paycheck is never going to get us to generational wealth. Generational right. wealth comes from investing and, you know, investing mm-hmm. in real estate stocks, whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. so for me, I'm not driven by money in the now. So if you're telling me that Mm. you're going to go away from two for two years, make a million dollars, but in those years, I'm going to be here by myself, raising these kids Mm -hmm. and their daddy's Mm going to be gone for me personally, for Angie, Mm -hmm. it's not worth it. Like I would be like, well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe if the situation really presented itself, maybe I would be like, okay, fine. Mm -hmm. If he Mm -hmm. really, really wanted to do it. But I think it would depend on where we're at. Like, if I'm where at the salary I'm making now, mm-hmm. I probably mm-hmm. would be more inclined to say yes. If mm-hmm. I'm making, you know, seven hundred thousand, and you're telling me you're mm-hmm. going to come back and we're we're going to be at a million, I'd be like, no, like I don't really right. care. So right. I think it really depends on a lot of things. But for me, I'm not I'm not money motivated like that. So what about you? And- what would you do? <sighs> You know, I have an interesting backstory because, you know, I think the way that I was raised, you know, there's my, my, I wouldn't say my family, my family is money motivated. (laughs) You know, it really is. It's, uh, they really did prioritize, um, you know, work and career and setting up their businesses um, over, you know, I guess raising children. They did, you know, and obviously we've dealt with that, but they did. Um, and so I am a product of that. So mm-hmm. I, I tend to lean, even though I tend to be the black sheep of my family, right? So I tend not to kind of agree with a lot of their, the way that they think. Um, you know, I think there's a part of me that would say, hey, you know, a couple years to change our lives could be worth it. But I guess to like the same thing you said, like, what am I sacrificing? Like, what is the loss here? Um, Like if I didn't have children and it meant we went from being really close and on the same page and in the same wavelength to now we're long distance. um, I don't know. I guess it just depends on the situation, you know, because, you know, going back to the Giselle and Tom Brady thing, you know, I think the whole reason why this was a conversation piece is because, you know, Tom Brady, he's 45, he's a really old quarterback, like, and he's still doing it at an elite level, right? So, mm-hmm. but realistically, he only has a couple years, maybe two, three years left, you know, physically to do this. But in those two, three years, you know, as he's the best quarterback in the history of the world, 
right? Like he's going to be offered deals that will put him in that billionaire conversation, right? Like mm-hmm. to close out his career, he's absolutely going to get offered some of these deals to put him in that conversation. And so it's like, well, I know Giselle, it's been 15, 20 years that you've, you know, he's put you guys on the back burner, but a couple more years, you've already put in 15, a couple more years and you guys are in a whole different stratosphere. Like, what do you think? You know, but you know, it's one of those things where it's, it's selfish. I think it's a, it's a selfish thing to do, but when that selfishness happens to benefit your family, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't know. I I, I don't know. It's tough. I don't know what to say on it. I really don't. And see, that's the thing, right? Because when you you do bring it back to them, too, and you Mm -hmm. said it at the top of this segment that she's worth half a billion, he's worth half Mm -hmm. a billion. So Mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of their lives and their children's lives and their children's children's lives, right? him getting a billion dollar contract, is it going to really, I mean, they already have everything that they could ever want. Is that right. really going to add much more to their lives? Probably right. not, other than just clout. Like, you know, I'm worth mm-hmm. a billion dollars. That's pretty mm-hmm. much all you're going to get. So in that situation, which, I mean, yes, that's a far off situation for majority of us, but we can still bring it back to real life times, right? Like, oh, absolutely. you know, if whatever you're I think a do, million is that bar, a bar, sorry, a million is that ballpark for us. Yeah, like, for a lot of people, let's say it's a million dollars. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you're making, let's say I'm making half a mil, you're making half a mm-hmm. mil. So technically joint, we have a million, but are, we want to do something that would just get us right there. Like mm-hmm. one person mm-hmm. is making a million on their own. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Is that is that worth what? Because there's sacrifices on both sides. Right. You may gain more money, but you're going to lose something. That's just the way, right. that's just the laws of physics or whatever. Like right. it just has to be, you're, you might gain mm-hmm. something here, but you're going to lose something there. And it may not just be your kids that, sac- that, that suffer. It could be your marriage, right. long distance marriages or marriages where one person is super hyper focused on their career and not on mm-hmm. you and the family. That's really, really hard. And that right. sometimes leads to the marriage dissolving like that is something right. that could break a family so to me i i don't know it and it's like you know it it fosters big time resentment a lot mm-hmm. because like you know again just going back to that example you know giselle's worth half a million she hasn't modeled in how many years like she too could have said give me two years two three years i'll be up at a billy like if that's what if that's what we're doing for our family, if we're sacrificing our family to get to a billion, well, I could have done that too. But right. instead, I sacrificed, I raised our kids, and here we are, fifteen years later, and you're still on this kick, saying, you know, well, you know, doing this. I'm, and again, we're only just assuming. I'm, I'm only assuming what they're doing. But like, if you want to keep playing because you're going to hit that billion dollar deal, like, what are you talking about? Like. I'm resenting you for that. Mm-hmm. I slowed my career down and I could have gotten us there easy. So yeah. why now is it so important for you to do this at a point where our family needs you now? Yeah. Yeah. And that that's extremely real because when you, mm-hmm. when you put it like that, it does not boil down to the money. It just boils down to your own self, like what you want, your selfish desires. Right. You want to be right. the, the longest playing quarterback, the best mm-hmm. to ever do it, the most elite playing quarterback at that age, right? Let's mm-hmm. say he retires at the age of 48. 
Who, mm-hmm. How many quarterbacks are playing at that right. level at the age of 40? If any are yeah. even playing, I don't know. I don't know. No, one, no one's even playing at 45 right now. Right. Like, so this guy's... All yeah. of that, to mm-hmm. me, has a lot to do with your own selfish desires. And you're trying, right. if you're trying to mask it by saying it's for the family, see, that'll piss me off. Because I'm like... Right. Because yeah. <laughs> I'll give you that exact argument that you just said, which is like, okay, well, if it was for the family... You know, mm-hmm. even Giselle herself, she could be like, okay, well, let me step back from the family and let me get right. back out there and see what I can do. She may not right. model, but she may do something else. Like, she's still Giselle. Mm-hmm. Like, she could still get a huge contract, a huge endorsement. We don't know. Right. So if you're going to continue to dis- to put your selfish needs first, you know, we could both do right. that. So I don't know. Just Giselle was the highest paid model every year she was working as a model. She was the highest paid model in the world, right? Like, so it's just, it, it, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, bringing it back to real life where a lot of times it's gender roles, like, and especially in our culture, right? Like, you know, he, I have to accept that he's got this job where he's traveling for weeks at a time, mm-hmm. right? And it's more looked down upon for me as a woman to be the one where I'm traveling most of the time and, you know, if I lose my man, it's because of me. Right. And for him, for him traveling around the world, like for him to have a good woman is for for the woman to be there and wait for him and, and, and ride with him. And mm-hmm. it's like, why, dude? Like, yeah. if it's money, then I could have gone and got that shit. But you, yeah. it didn't look right. It didn't feel right that I'm the one that's gone. Now you got to go and you, and we got kids and we have all these things going on. And so why was it, why did it have to be you then? Like, yeah. why did I have to sacrifice? Yeah. I mean, since the beginning of time and up until mm-hmm. now, it will, it has always been more acceptable for a man to sacrifice his family for money. And right. it has never been acceptable for a woman to do the same. So, right. yeah, it would be really, really tough for me to, to have that conversation with my, like, it would have to be something that we cannot say no to. And it can't just right. be like, oh, we're going to be a couple hundred thousand dollars richer, which to some people, they're mm-hmm. like, you're stupid. That could do a lot for your family. And I get that. Mm-hmm. But the damage that it's going to do on the back end, to me, it's not worth no 200,000, right. 400,000, 500,000 even. So... I mean, I mean, that's even just a, even from a personal standpoint, like, you know, where I'm at right now this year, and I'm really all about my personal health and mental health and everything like that. And, you know, you know, there are things professionally that I that I'm interested in, but I understand that there's a stress level that comes with that, that just it's not worth it at this time for me to do that right now. You know what I mean? And so it's that type of consideration you would think that men would have or people would have, especially when you are married with children. Like Mm -hmm. I'm making these decisions just for myself and my own personal health. Right. I know there's, there is a grip of money out there for me to go grab if I wanted to, but I, I have to prioritize my personal health at the moment. That's just what I'm choosing to do. Right. So now imagine kids and, and a husband and like, absolutely. My choices are going to change, you know, is, is, going and getting, you know, another $100,000 worth the sacrifice for my kids and family. Like, you know, some, it's not, I mean, it it, again, depends on where you're at in your life, but like, you've got to weigh those things out. And, and it's, it's just interesting that men just get this green light all the time that, nah, like that's, that's what it is. And like, deal with it. And you've got to be strong and be there with him, you know, like, and it's like, ah, I don't know, man, because I could go get that money too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And 
I'm here. Yeah, definitely. In this day and age, I think that conversation is 100% different than it was 10, 15, 20 years ago. Because like you said, bottom line, I could go get that same money too. Like, if it's about the money, let me go out there and see what I can do. You Mm -hmm. know, so. Um, But similar, but Uh slightly different sacrifice, right? As a single woman, I'm wondering... If you met a guy and he lives, let's say, in Houston, because that's Ebo Mecca of the world, so uh-huh. or of the United States, I should say, and he, you guys love each other and you're getting ready to get married, and he's like, okay, yeah, just move on out. Would uh-huh. you be willing to move? <laughs> that's such a tough question for me. <laughs> I hate that question because it's such a tough question for me because... and. I, to tell you how comfortable I am in my life right now, I work a hun- pretty much 100% from home remotely. Mm-hmm. So, like, it actually wouldn't change my job if I had to move, mm-hmm. you know, to a different state. And still, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, because... <sighs> still, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't... I, I haven't gotten to a point where I can explain it yet. Yeah. You know, I... Because, you know, there's got to be some logic behind it. But right now, I'm just so fulfilled and I feel so safe here that to leave now and move for somebody else, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and we're not even talking about career because this does not impact my career at all. Yeah. Now, imagine if it did impact my career. Um no, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry if it didn't impact my career. No, because I was raised to absolutely never rely on a man for anything. Mm-hmm. So if I had to move and lose my job and now I'm relying on him, A, I would I have to have a job that's better than the one I already have already lined up in Houston or I'm not going. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not willing to take a step back professionally for a man. But mm. what I am doing is I am very strategic in in when I want to choose to make certain career moves to accommodate you know a partner and a family, mm-hmm. right? So while I won't take a step back, I certainly am not going to or I'm going to try my best not to put myself in a situation that if I do meet a partner then I'm not emotionally available to them because I'm so stressed with work. Mm-hmm. Right. But no, I, I, I'm not going to take a step back um, ever. <laughs> I mean, that, that's that's good to know about yourself. I feel like that's really mm-hmm. interesting. Right. I'm trying to think mm-hmm. of how I can relate it to myself. And I feel like it. OK, I, I can. You know, mm-hmm. I'm married. Let's say my husband finds this dream job and it's in Houston, which I don't mm-hmm. ever want to live in Texas in my life. No offense <laughs> to anybody that lives in Texas. But <laughs> let's say that's where the job is and we have to pick up and move. And even though I, I have a career, I'm settled in my career, it would impact my career in that I'd have to mm-hmm. quit. Um, I can easily find another job in Houston. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. I can find another job. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm the same way as you. It's just, it's a comfort mm-hmm. level. It's like, okay, my family's yeah. here. My friends are here. We have a community here. I have a church I go mm-hmm. to here. Like everything would have to change and it would all have to right. change because of one thing, you know, right. one career move is what's changing our entire lives and uprooting our entire right. lives. So I wouldn't say I wouldn't do it because for, you know, for some people, 
that in and of itself can can lead to a lot of resentment and can lead right. to a lot of strife in a marriage. And to me, I don't think it would necessarily, if it was that, if it got to that point, I don't think it'd be worth it for me to say, I'm standing 10 toes down. I'm not going to move. Right. Like we would right. really have to do a, a, you know, an analysis here, like exactly. let's weigh the benefits and the cons, the pros and the cons. Like we'd have to go through it back and forth, but ultimately I, I can't say I would not move because yeah. Yeah. And I mean, same He's... for a single woman, right? Like you found, mm-hmm. you've been looking for this guy. You found this guy that you really, really like, this is mm-hmm. it. Like, you know, cutting that, having to sacrifice that relationship and go back out there into the dating world because you don't want to move. Um, I don't know. Right. It's, it, it really is kind of those probably case by case things. Cause it's, it's tough. I remember when my parents went through it and it was my mom's job. Her company was being bought out by another company. And, um, the, the choice was to move to Houston, actually, ironically, or to, you know, she would lose her job. And I, I remember the arguments my parents had over it, but ultimately they decided we're going to stay and they're going to invest in creating, um, a business. So that's essentially what they did. They had to come to a compromise. Like, no, especially, I mean, my mom today is still working because she wants to. Like, my mom cannot be a housewife, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, it it was like, okay, if you're not comfortable moving, I think at the time my dad was the breadwinner. So if you're not, you don't want to move, okay, but don't expect me (laughs) to be at home eating bonbons then. Like, Mm -hmm. we got to agree that I'm going to take our money and I'm going to put it into something that's going to make us money then because I'm not going to sit around. So that was sort of the compromise I made. And so I probably feel like I may fall into something like that, you know, where I, I, I have to have, not that my job, it gives me the sense of self I need. It doesn't. But I have to know that I, if if everything went away, if my partner went away, that I am still able to maintain my lifestyle. I have mm-hmm. to have that security in my world. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I can't not have that. Um, so, I, you know, it, it, there'd have to be something there for me. Um, and the, furthermore, I think my part, the way my partner approaches it also matters i feel like if my partner approached it in a way where like hey you don't have anything going for yourself or i make twice as much as you so like why don't you go like if they are very like um they don't acknowledge the change to my life that this is having and they make it seem like i should just be able to pick up and go that's also a problem like you have to recognize the sacrifice that i'm making as well for it to like feel Right. Yeah, I no, that, that makes perfect. I mean, that's such a good point because a lot of times it is the person who makes less money. It comes down mm-hmm. to a financial thing. Like, okay, <laughs> I make more money than you. So obviously right. we have to make this move. You have to make the move. And right. even if, let's say, the guy in Houston is a physician too, and obviously mm-hmm. he could find a job in Chicago. That's not impossible mm-hmm. for him. Even though he makes more money, he would be like, okay, I make more money than you. So you got to come on down. Right. Like, let's right. say your job was not remote and you truly would have to quit it would right. com- probably come down to, well, who makes more money? And that's actually not really fair. I mean, so far mm-hmm. as the other person can still work and make at least equal or more or, you know, about the same as they were making in their previous place of residence, right. then it should, that should be not, that should not be the deciding factor. Like right. you got to weigh the pros and cons all the way around mm-hmm. because either way you look at it, 
someone is sacrificing their entire comfort, what they've known, what they've built to move for right. you. So, right. yeah, the approach 100% matters. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, but in this example, right, I, I, I feel like I'd lose, let's say my partner does make more than me. If, if we're running the analysis, right, <laughs> property is cheaper there, we can get a mansion out there for what I'm paying for my condo, you know, what I mean, like, and then there's more room, there's more space. like, you know, there's a lot of things logically that would make sense. But my, you know, it would need to be approached that way. It, it couldn't be approached like, hey, you don't have much going on out there. Why don't you move down here? Like, yeah. Excuse me? We're beefing. Sorry. <laughs> if this man knew you at, at all, even for a one date, he would know not to come at you like that. <laughs> so, what? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, super interesting conversations about sacrifice. And uh, we always love to hear from you guys. I love, love, like, on this conversation, I really need to know. Like, what yes. do the girls and the guys think about this whole happy wife, happy life situation? And, you know, what about the question that you posed about, you know, if you have an opportunity to make more money and sacrifice two years with your family, would you do it? I want to know what everyone thinks. I would love to hear that feedback. Seriously. So please feel free to reach out to us. You can DM us on Instagram at Lessons of a Six Figure Woman, or you can even email us at lotsfw at gmail.com. So... Yeah, another good one, Chi-Chi. Great conversation. Yeah, another banger, right? Another okay. banger in the books. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Until next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye.